0: First Metrosec is providing this podcast as a general market commentary. Reference to any specific security, product, or entity does not constitute as an offer or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments or to participate in any particular trading strategy. Statements, comments, views, or opinions expressed by the hosts are subject to change without notice, and First Metrosec is under no obligation to update, amend, change, or correct any of the statements, comments, or opinions expressed. The statements, comments, views, and opinions expressed by the guests are their own and do not necessarily Reflect the view of First MetroSec. First MetroSec claims any liability arising from reliance on or reference to any information obtained in this podcast.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: <clears throat> podcast Network Asia.
1: Work Asia. You are listening to First Metro Securities Philippine Stock Market Weekly podcast, where we feature timely and relevant discussions on the Philippine stock market and the economy in the hope of providing you investing and trading guidance. Here's your host, Royce Aguilar from the Research Department at First MetroSec.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another uh, Philippine Stock Market wrap up. So, we will discuss what happened in the month of May, what seems to be it seemed to be like another month of a downtrend, but in the last two days so the last three days, we saw the market really rebounding on high volume, right? Of course, we recognize there's still one day in May and Monday, but uh, we would like to take this opportunity to talk about what's happening in the market, right? So we will discuss that and we will answer your questions uh, after my presentation. So let's start. Let's summarize what happened in May and then what should you watch out for? in the month of June. That's the last month, the first half of the year. And then we'll talk about a long-term picks and we have two new buy picks for you. And then besides that, we have more traders table picks uh, that you would like to highlight. So what happened? What happened in the month of May? So we went up by 303 points and that just occurred, right? In one day, the buying in 300, we were up by 5% uh, yesterday. That's the, the May 27. So... Now, the market rose at 6,674.51. And then year-to-date, we're now only down by four hundred sixty five points or 6.5%. So what made the market go down earlier this month, right? So we will discuss, don't worry about it, we will discuss MSA rebalancing. But I will tell you that MSA rebalancing is actually one of the main reasons why the market went down in the middle of the month. Besides that, there were also a rising number of cases in resizing in the now Besides that, I think we're also seeing in Kabite, right? Besides that, what supported the market was we saw further reopening of the economy, right? At the end of the day, we saw some bargain hunting this week. It is related to the rebalancing, balancing, which, which I will discuss later on. But of course, at the end of the day, why will the funds or the institutional or some foreign investors buy into the market? At the end of the day, it's all about the fundamentals. It's all about how cheap the market is, right? So there's, there's signs, there are signs of further reopening in the economies. And the Metro Manila Mayors, as of today, May 28th, they're talking about possibly lowering restrictions, still in GCQ. We're talking about the NCR plus, uh, right? Uh, lower uh, GCQ, but still, but relatively lower restrictions. Right? That's the situation, that's the news meeting um, as of today. And then besides that inflation steady 4.5 percent if you talk about if you just take a at the uh, number it's quite high right but again it's uh not above uh what's what's expected that's why the market did not uh see significantly go down because of the data we're also seeing easing unemployment rate from 8.8 percent in the month of feb became 7.1 percent by end in March, right? So easing unemployment rate, right? More people getting back, getting a job, right? That's good. So now let's discuss MSCI rebalancing, okay? Let's let's provide a, a background first. So MSCI is Morgan Stanley Capital International, right? So it's an investment research firm that provides stock indices, portfolio risk, and performance analytics. And as we all know, or as some of us know, MSCI is perhaps best known for its benchmark indices, including the MSCI Emerging Market Index and MSCI Frontier Markets Index, right? And where we belong, where the Philippines belong, is the MSCI Emerging Market Index. So there are around 24 emerging economies, there, including China, India, Thailand, Brazil, South Africa, Philippines, Russia, and Mexico. So the MSCI indices are market cap weighted indices, which means stocks are weighted according to their market capitalization so the stock with the largest market capitalization gets the highest weighting right so for example SM has in the Philippines SM has the highest market cap so in the MSA it has the highest weight so a percent change in the price of the large cap stocks in the MSA index will lead to a bigger movement in the index than a change in the price of a small cap company so for example a percent change in the in the price of SM will have a bigger movement in the index compared to let's say URC, right? So now let's talk about the rebalancing itself, right? So each index in the MSCI is reviewed quarterly Feb, May, August, and November and rebalanced twice May and November. So st- what's happening in, in, during our N- MSCI rebalancing is stocks are added or removed from an index by analysts within MSCI. So they have specific criteria for that one. They have this foreign inclusion factor, they take into account the value turnover, they take into account market cap, and the like. So when an MSCI index is rebalanced, ETFs and mutual funds that track the MSCI index must also adjust their funds holdings since they, they are created to mirror the performance of the indices. So I would like to highlight that there are two types of funds, right? They are active funds and there are passive funds. Active funds are the ones that are basically uh, do whatever they like in the index, right? They can buy whenever they want, they can sell whenever they want. A passive fund tracks an index. For example, it tracks PSEI, it tracks MSCI. So during the MSCI rebalancing this month, right, we we mentioned this several, time in, several times in our daily reports, in our previous playbook, that the announcement was May twelfth. the effectivity is the close of May twenty seven because dapat effective nasho May 28th today. So in terms of the rebalancing, it must it should be finished by May twenty seven. So for the passive funds rebalanced on May twenty seven. What did the active funds do? We'll discuss that in a short while. This is the exact scenario of the MSR rebalancing, or this is the, the the bigger impact in terms of movement um, last May. So for those who are listening uh, in the podcast, so the Philippines marginal decrease not marginal, it decreased by 0.464% in MSA Im, Emerging Markets Index. So there are two index, right, in the Philippines. There's a the Standard Index, where the bigger caps are, and then there's a the Small Cap Index, right? In the Standard Index, what happened uh, was AP, avoid its power, Mega World, and Pure Gold were deleted from the Standard Cap Index. Mega World and Pure Gold were moved to the small cap index, while AP was removed in the MSCI universe overall. For the small cap index, the ones that are added, right, we mentioned earlier, Mega Pure Gold, and then another CNPF and RHI. Petron was deleted from the small cap index, right? So you can just rewind it it back, we will post this on YouTube, Spotify. That's basically what happened. You can even even look at our previous Playbook report uh, dated uh, May 25 for guidance. The next slide here is a chart. For those who are listening, I'm showing a chart of the PSEI where it actually broke out, right? But I'm, I, I would like to highlight in this chart two arrows, right? I'm showing uh, the first arrow pointed to May 12. That was the announcement date of the MSEI. The, but it was announced, the Philippines sa uh, in uh, emerging markets. There were stocks that were deleted, added. And then the, 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 the one that I did not show was they're actually percentages that you will see in other stocks. They're they're not necessarily deleted; they're added, but their weights were lowered. Some stocks were increased, increased their weight, and then like that's why you saw different stocks move all right? But going back to the chart, I'm gonna I want to show you what happened in on starting May twelfth. On May twelfth, we saw the market go down, right? The market that time was around, I believe, six uh, It came from six Right. So what happened there was we talked about earlier what the active funds were doing. So the active funds, right, they can buy or sell whenever they want. What the active funds did in anticipation of the passive fund selling on May 27 was the active funds started to sell as early as the announcement day, May 12. That's why you saw there in the chart uh, there were gradual decline in the PSEI. Right. So. In the second arrow, the blue arrow, you saw the market really sh- rally, right? But that was supposed to be the date where the passive funds were selling. So in terms of concept, conceptually, what was supposed to happen was the market should have gone down significantly on May 27th. But what the active funds did, and keep in mind, there are more active funds than, than passive funds. What the active funds did, since they already sold, right? So they they, they are anticipating, they're, they're trying to bargain hunt, right? What they did was, they bought the lows. They bought the bottom. They they just kept on buying in anticipation of selling pressure. So what happened in the past week or from Wednesday until today was you saw active funds buying what the passive funds were selling. Hence, the market went up significantly. So basically, if you, if you want to talk about the first hour they started selling, then they kept on buying near May 27 profit acadune for them or assuming that's their first entry, right? So that's basically the scenario. And then if you want to talk about the specifics of the chart, we will talk about that in the next slide. If you're still confused, we can uh, answer that in the question and answer portion. But basically, MSI rebalancing, the actual rebalancing occurs twice a year, but there's also weightings uh, four, uh, four times a year. So in terms of technical analysis, we saw, the PSA forming a, a falling wedge pattern It's a short reversal pattern you saw there it actually you know fits the criteria of that of that said pattern because you saw before it formed the pattern you saw volume really contracting you saw price really contracting that's actually one criteria and then you saw increasing volume on the breakout that signals that it's reversal of the prior downtrend and based from my uh, knowledge and based from my research that the projected target price or at least the highest projected target price for a falling wedge pattern is the highest high at the beginning of the formation. So it could be 7.4. So you also see MACD now positive above both the signal zero lines, right? So on price alone, you could accumulate at current levels, you could buy in pullbacks at around 6.6, but once it goes below 6.4, it, we think it's going to be a kind of a bull trap scenario. So we have to watch out for those levels, right? So it's actually welcome development. Uh, I was initially expecting a, a pullback today, but the market went up a bit. So that's a welcome development on how strong the the buying pressure is they were just really waiting for the msa rebalancing to finish right so that's a good signal of course in on the fundamental and or on the local front you saw probably they're seeing the increase in the vaccine they're they're seeing the opening prospects so there so this is actually the monthly chart i'm showing here in this slide the monthly chart so you, you basically what we're seeing here is the the market is up this month, So we're hoping that's a formation of a higher low in hopes of resuming its uptrend, res- rather forming a new trend going upwards moving forward. So what do we watch out for in June, right? So not compared to last month, not that much, right? But basically, we, we continue to highlight uh, lockdown measures in pH. So I think they will really announce soon. So this is, I'm speaking as of May 28. we're still in GCQ with heightened restrictions in NCR+. Plus. So will they downgrade it to uh, GCQ with less restrictions? How about in besides Mindanao? What's the lockdown measures there? So something to watch out for. In terms of economic data, again, manufacturing data on June 1, inflation June 4, GDP of Philippines May 11, and then interest rate decision on June 23, we have OF remittances on June 15. So it's actually an economic data heavy month for the Philippines. For U.S. jobs report on next Friday. June 4, inflation June 10, and then interest rate decision also on June 17. And then other countries, they also have manufacturing data on Tuesday, June 1. This is actually the most important thing, uh, as I've mentioned several times, that COVID 19 vaccine related news is a must watch in terms of the trend, in terms of the vaccines that are actually arriving here in the Philippines. The recent news was uh, the surplus of Moderna and AstraZeneca are coming here. So, 10th day, to still a welcome development. And then the last thing to watch is volatility in global markets. Global markets, um, we saw a slight volatility, uh, specifically in the U.S. when uh, after you know the cryptocurrency market crash. So should it continue to be volatile coming in, uh, in in June. That might affect us eventually if it really escalates. So something to watch out for. Nevertheless, uh, we will continue to guide you. On which stocks to pick. But of course, we we, get, we keep on mentioning our long-term stock picks, but we also have three playbook picks for you to guide you uh, all throughout this uh, market. So anyhow, this it's time to uh, mention to you our stock picks. So as I mentioned earlier, we have two new buy picks here, but I would like to mention that the two new buy picks that we have are not our topics. Nevertheless, it's still a buy pick that you could consider or put on your watch list or even invest if you like. So, okay, I would like to reiterate for property, we expect strong pickup in residential demand, right? We, we are actually seeing that as of the first part of the year. The, the main drag in terms of earnings is the ball foot traffic, mainly because we saw heightened restrictions, specifically in March, right? Office uh, remains to be stable. Uh, hotels, of course, uh, remain to be a drag in terms of earnings. So residential and office are uh, driving earnings, especially residential. The office is somewhat stable from flat to a bit, lower performance. Nevertheless, it's not that of a drag compared to, let's see, the malls, right? So in terms of companies who are heavily exposed in residential, again, we reiterate Ayala land. Our current target price is 52 pesos. Pre-pandemic, their operating income, that's earnings before interest and taxes, 65% of which comes from the residential business. That's how significant the business is for Ayala land. That being said, since we're positive on the residential front and we're seeing um positive trends on that. We would like to uh, recommend, yeah, especially right now, it's still quite low, it's still uh, around 34 pesos, if I'm not mistaken, right? So of course, moving forward, you see some upside once we further reopen and eventually we'll get there. We are already seeing the vaccine rollout uh, come in strong. And then next we have SM Prime Holdings, our target price of 45 pesos. This is definitely a reopening winner given that it's a uh, the leader in the property business. So in terms of reservation sales, we expect that to pick up strongly this year. In terms of data, we've been mentioning several times that we're seeing resilient remittances to interest rate environment and the like. So especially if you see signs that the government will further reopen, definitely you can see SM Prime Holdings uh, sentiment really uh, turn positive further. For our LLC, it's still beaten down. Um, current price of that is 16 pesos, our target price. Fundamentally, is twenty eight, so and yet we expect earnings to exceed twenty nineteen levels. So it, it tells you how much it will outperform this year, and it's because of its project in China, which is already contributing to its earnings as we speak. So something to think about, uh, as we uh, well, our recommendation is to enter, but if you want to pick up something that we have a significant upside, it's see and then. We also we are also positive on consumers, specifically consumer discretionary. Um, again, we're, what we're telling you here are stocks that you could that stocks that could benefit from further reopening. So again, we'll, we'll mention here. Keep in mind that our topics are consumer discretionary, right? But our two new picks are actually under um, consumer staples. Nevertheless, if you like to hedge your portfolio, of course, we, the, our main recommendation is go for reopening. But if you'd like to hedge your portfolio, by adding some uh, safer haven names, then our two new stock picks are for you. So first one is San Miguel food and beverage. So it's it's one of our topics, it's a reopening play. Our target price is 93 pesos. Oh, I would like to highlight that our target price previously for FB right is 81, we increase it to 93. So I would like to focus on the second point on the slide. I will read it for those listening in the podcast. So on one hand, alcohol beverage volumes were able to claw back faster than expected. So despite all enough restrictions, of, on mobility social gatherings alcohol beverage volumes are strong and then on the food business side exposure to packaging prepared meals allowed for the segment to stay relevant amid stay-at-home orders uh, supported by retail, new retailing channels and product innovations right so on the you're seeing strong rebound on the alcoholic beverage and then stability in the food business. And then we have a new, uh, we have a trader's paybook for this one, right? As of May 28th, I, I believe it's 70 pesos. If it breaks above 73 pesos, um, I, I think it's a good, uh, it's a good buy on a technical perspective. Then RHI, which uh, continues to lag in terms of share price, but for us, we see value of the company uh, because it is indeed a further, uh, it is indeed a beneficiary from further economic reopening, it's exposed to malls, right? That, that's the thing. It's not being bought up significantly because its its segments are significantly exposed to malls and malls are not that uh, populated still, right? But it's improving. It's not at a certain level that investors are willing to uh, bargain on RHI. Nevertheless, we're, th- we're looking at one to two years down the road. That being said, we think the situation will get better, especially right now we are seeing strong in rollout. So RHI, our target price is 81 pesos. I would like to also highlight that the balance sheet remains healthy. So it has a sizable watches. It can buy companies if it wants to. So it's steeping giant if you ask me. So you can take advantage. So this one of our new buy pick, right? It's actually a previous buy pick of ours, to be honest. But we increased its target price from uh, 23 to 26.3 pesos. Right. This is actually a strong company. Year-to-date, it's outperforming the sector. We have been recommending this also on the Traders or Report several times. So it has been good for us in terms of performance. So fundamentally, in Central Pacific Food, the products you're probably aware of, um, Century Tuna, Argentina, Birch Tree, right? 555. So CNPF now is moving ahead with new business expansion plans. So with higher capacity and tuna manufacturing plants it has new project launches. So it is poised for exponential growth moving forward. And then to be specific for this year, management aims to grow the business organically by 10 to 15% this year, all right? But for us, given the recent implementation of the Create Law, it should allow for speedier bottom line growth, so around approximately 20% for us. So bottom line, I I believe CNPF is trading at 22 pesos, so you have more than 10% upside. So you could still buy this, as a hedge, again, as a hedge, given that our topics are mostly, are, are all reopened place. Another in- pick of, or at least another revision in our target price is pure gold. So pure gold, we've been recommending this way before. And in the previous paybook, we highlighted to pick up every time it pulled back until 32 pesos. And right now, it's a 39, right? So congratulations for those who, who followed our report. So fundamentally, right, our target price is 55 pesos. But why do we like the company? It's more on valuations. Given the recent announcement of uh, P Gold's deletion in the MSI standard index, right? We talked about earlier, it was deleted in the MSI standard index and was moved to the small cap. So, because of that event, valuation actually became, P Gold's valuation became attractive because it was so down. So, it's still an opportunity to buy the stock, right? So, probably the question you're asking 30 from 31. Like 39, it's still good to buy. If you're looking at the long term, our target price is 55. So take advantage. Lastly, banks, right? Uh, Again, looking at one to two years down the road, if you want the economy to sustain its uh, rebound, definitely the banks should benefit from that one. Of course, if, if businesses expand, you have to borrow. So banks will benefit from that one. And I would like to highlight for those who are listening for the first time, uh, we've been mentioning that we do not cover Metrobank, but, but we do have a research partner, DBS Vickers Securities, that's Development Bank of Singapore. They cover Metrobank, and their target price for Metrobank is 67 pesos. Formerly 64, now 67. So they find the bank uh, cheap for our picks in the bank. It's almost the same case. For BDO, uh, it's still trading at a steep discount, right? Probably you're wondering why it pulled back yesterday May 27, where most of where most of the index names went up, right? So again, it, it's MSA-related. It's definitely a decision of some active funds. But nevertheless, you saw it rebound significantly today, uh, May 28, right? So there you're seeing normalization of price. So again, for us, it's time to take advantage, nevertheless, of the steep discount of the stock. For us, our target price is 162, right? Significantly higher than current levels. At the end of the day, it's still your uh, number one bank in terms of assets, so take advantage. And then, GPI is also a pick of ours in the banks, so uh, we expect loan growth to pick up 6% this year and 8% next year. And then there are also changes due to the signing of the Create Law so that should result in faster earnings growth. Then lastly, SM. So SM, it's, it's one of your more stable index name, right? So, Nevertheless, we see upside from that one because it's exposed to sectors such as property, retail, and banking, which are technically your reopening sectors, right? So SM, our top pick, 1250 So here are our picks, right? So I'm showing here in this slide that the, the share price of our picks as of earlier, May twenty eight, then the target price and then upside. For those who are listening, we're showing here the, our top, our picks or in order with sm being our topic and then showing the upside so i would like to read na lang the upside so for sm as of may 28 uh you have a 27 percent upside for land 50 percent for smph 22 percent for rlc 63 percent for fb 31 percent for rhi 56 percent for B D 59 percent for dpi 25 percent upside so you have huge upside you're not there's still opportunity in the market don't worry that you got left on the bounce, there's still opportunity. And best case scenario, we're just starting to rebound. And then on this slide, I'm showing you the model part. Uh, if you take a look at the, just to explain na lang the idea here. For example, if you bought our picks basing it from its market cap. So for example, you have a higher weight on your portfolio on SM because it has a higher market cap. If you adjusted your portfolio accordingly, the, the performance of that portfolio would be only down by 5% compared to PSCI of 6.5%, right? On the other hand, if for example, if you bought our picks equally, it would have slightly underperformed compared to PSCI by 1%. So there are trader's playbook picks so we have. I would like to explain our report last Tuesday, May 25, right? So prior to the movement in the market, we were already recommending several names to uh, where you could take advantage of the moves. We recommended to take advantage of the expected pullbacks on pure gold Meg, and AP, right? So in this report, on this May twenty five report, we explained to you the MSA scenario, right? We we discussed this earlier in in this in this uh, webinar, the that last May twelve MSA announced the results. Uh, pure gold mega world were shifted to the small cap AP was deleted, but nevertheless our recommendation was to take advantage of the expected pullbacks because we like we like the businesses and the valuation will only get more attractive since they are expected to be sold down. And that's what happened. And we recommended that accordingly. What do we do now? So I guess right now, the, the opportunity here is, is still there, especially for the likes of Mega World, uh, even AP, right? Actually, all of three uh, are still do you have opportunity on that one for both fundamentally and a technical perspective? We actually try to update the other stocks given that they are really uh, rallied strongly, right? Nevertheless, some of those are actually already hit their target price, but we would adjust accordingly given the strong run-up. That's the value of this report to take advantage of these certain scenarios. We will explain to you the event and we will explain to you how you can take advantage of it. And this is one, right? For pure good actually, we recommended this individually on May eighteen, right? So. This actually was just an emphasis. And then uh, an individual table that I would like to highlight on on this uh, wrap-up is Eagle, right? I think you, you saw price action, strong price action from the cement day May 28th. And for Eagle, I would like to highlight its strong earnings. In, in terms of earnings, besides strong earnings, it's worth taking note that in terms of sales, si Eagle lang yung higher compared to CEMEX and Holcim, although higher earnings nila, yung sales nila was lower. So if you talk about net margin ni Eagle, higher also compared to CHP and Holcim. So while cement sales are expected to be muted this, sec- this second quarter, given the effects of the renewed quarantine measure, Eagle's pricing strategies and cost-saving initiatives should help the company sustain its bottom-line growth in the next quarter. So we like Eagle. So our main recommendation here is to take advantage once the stock rates above 1280. So, you take profit at 14.20. If it goes the other way, set your cut loss below 12.20 and you'll be fine. So, that's a good just to reward trade. So, I'd like to highlight here in this slide our traders' paybook performance for our buy calls 9 out of 19, rather. 9 out of 19. So, we're getting near that uh 50% mark on the buy call, especially if the market continues to go up. And in June, we'll definitely see that percentage go higher. But I would like to highlight, if you follow all our reports, you actually gain. You actually gain compared to PSA performance of down 6.5%. So that's the more important data that we'd like to highlight. So how could that happen? That 9 out of 19 correct and yet positive in performance because we practice good risk management, right? So that's, that's how uh, why, why what we practice in, in our firm. Good risk management, hence outperforming parents a benchmark. And then you also initiate sell calls, right? So if you actually add our buy and sell calls, our performance would have been around 61% correct, right? So that's good. So these here are cell calls and uh, it played very well for PHA, ASEX, SCC, Bloom, AV, SCC, and M, um, SCC, Semirara twice, so of course no, for example, see Premium Horizon already rebounded, but it's following our cell call help you you know save from further drawdown in the near term. Because we also mentioned there where to buy or rather where or the support level. So those are your signals where to buy. So for example, and your cell point is 1.90 and then our support is 1.65, you could buy at 1.65. That's basically the mindset on our cell calls. Okay, so this is the time uh, we answer your questions. Okay. So first one. What caused the price of ICT to suddenly surge as well on May 26? So we have to keep in mind that besides, okay, there are two reasons. Number one could be MSA-related, could be MSA-rebalancing-related, especially as given that its price has gone up relatively to the other stocks, it deserved a higher weight in the MSA. That's number one. Number two, there are actually news that were disclosed for ICT specifically. For example, it increased an additional stake at its um, port in Congo, so from 52 to 62%. So that was a welcome development for investors. So that's why it suddenly uh, surged. Okay, good question. So, what does target price level mean? Is it uh, FMSEC fair value competition or consensus from other brokers? So, good question. So, what I'm discussing here in this uh, webinar are our target price levels. So, there. Then for FB, yeah, good question. So fake breakout down from... It initially broke above 73, but now went as low as 69. So yeah, just follow our uh, cut loss level that we mentioned, our report. Then you'll be, uh, it'll be okay. And then once it goes back above 73 again, then buy all that. Okay, good question. So the, the client's average for Wilcon is 13. Do you suggest that I continue to add up or take profit first and just buy the dips? Well, actually, we just um disclose our... our publish a report on Wilcon, uh, both fundamentals and traders playbook report, both company report and traders playbook report, and we mentioned that we mentioned there that our target price for Wilcon is it's eighteen. So, what our main recommendation there is to, for example, it's it's it t- still trading at eighteen right now. So you take advantage by taking profits and then just buying back at around sixteen, then selling at eighteen. If that's the strategy you like, but for example you have an average of 13, you can take profit right now and shift it to other names that, are, that have significant upside, like our top picks. So probably that's our recommendation for you. So what are the thoughts on MPI? So it's a value stock, but businesses are highly regulated, so that's true. So if economic chacha were to sign into law, should we expect sentiment and regulation will improve? Well, in terms of what will happen should it come into law, it, it I think it's... Depe- it's it's not binary, no? it's it's dependent on several, on lots of things. So at the end of the day, for example, on the water business, it's, you, you're seeing progress there. You saw now that there was a concession agreement sa Manila. Of course, in terms of the previous agreement, it was relatively stricter than the previous one. But at the end of the day, they were initially supposed to be closed down, right, according to the government. So right now, it's, it's a welcome development, it's, they're still operating and then for the other businesses, it's dependent on each agency because you are talking to different agencies. So it's dependent on lots of moving parts really. But there, there are signs going through less regulations for its businesses. And for MPI, definitely it's still relatively cheap. So if you already have a high allocation of MPI, probably we suggest to not buy anymore. But if you have a small allocation or no allocation, on MPI, it's a good it's good to take advantage. Uh because at the end of the day it's still cheap. Okay, another good question. So are foreign funds are foreign funds back or just due to one time uh because of the mundane IPO? So the mundane IPO will be next week's right so the, the foreign buying that we're seeing in the market the past days is not related yet to the Monday and IPO. So, of course, there could be a liquidity squeeze once Monday in, uh, list in the market because it's such a big company, right? Such a stable and big company. So it could suck the liquidity out for the other stocks. But that's a, that's a definitely a short-term thing or probably just a several days thing, right? So it's hinged on the economic fundamentals. It's hinged on the vaccine rollout. It's hinged on further reopening, whether the market rally we're seeing now is sustainable so there yeah. okay so eagle stock seems less traded in the market how will that influence the way we trade in the market so would you consider the cash dividend disclosure false and attractive so to answer your first question so we always recommend for example in in, in our eagle our recommendation we always recommend that once it does break out you should see significant volume relative to the previous days or the normal average volume of the stock so if it for example breaks above twelve eighty and it is not run volume, then it's a, it's probably a fake breakout. So a tenth of the day volume is still key. Assuming you're a trader. But if you're an investor, there's still upside in Eagle also, fundamentally. And then for wholesome, well cash dividend it's is a regular cash dividend if I'm not mistaken. So it's that's it's not surprising. Nevertheless, I think wholesim also has new capacity coming in. So there's also upside Okay, so another question is how long is the spending news if you say buy stocks for long term? In terms of our picks, the target price you're seeing there is at least the next 12 months, right? It could be valid over the next two years. That's the period you're paying. Another question is looking at the long-term chart of pure gold, the stock price declined towards the second half of last year. Yes, despite good prospects due to pandemic-induced demand. Yes, because second half of last year, there were already prospects of reopening, right? So prior to prior to the country hitting us 10,000, 15,000 cases, we excited na tayo mag-reopen That's why they were selling pure gold and buying the reopening stocks. However, tumaas yung cases natin, So binantahan the reopening stocks. And then for pure gold, what happened uh, until April, May, People already sent and funds were already sensing that it could be um, shifted to a small cap. That's why the selling continued for pure gold. So right now, with that out of the way, the upside is there now. But at the end of the day, it's a stable company, stable earnings company. And the value of pure gold right now is significantly uh, cheap compared to, to the actual value of the company given its stability. So it's definitely an, ar- definitely an opportunity. Oh, yeah, your, your main question is, could this recent price surge be unsustainable? Probably in the short term, you could see uh, a pullback because it's the, the rally was really sharp, right? So it could pull back to around 38, 37, but it's only an opportunity to buy, especially for the long term. Because, again, probably you're thinking we're recommending all stocks. We're not recommending all stocks. For example, buy for us, it's only a hold. Jollibee is not a buy for us. Imperador uh, is not a buy for us. So the, the stocks that we're recommending here are the ones that we expect to, for you, for we expect to outperform, especially the openings. For GFC, yes, it's a reopening winner, but there are also company-specific headwinds that limit its upside. So for us, hold lang siya, hindi siya like, like buy, you know. And then next question is, what is our projected price for d 2 well, we don't have a fundamental value for DITO, but in terms of share price action, it's finding it hard to get above 10 pesos. Probably if it gets above 10 pesos, you, you see a short-term price reversal towards the upside. But on the fundamental front, we've mentioned this several times, um, that right now what investors are looking at is when will it be profitable. Because you will notice there are several news for DITO who are positive. I think there were a couple of negative news compatible yung phone, di maganda yung reviews so far. But there were more positive news and yet dito did not significantly rally, right? It's still far from its highs of 18 or 19, right? So right now, I think this um in the near term, we, we might not see dito go back to its all-time high. So expect limited price action or probably just trading range. Lang. Another question, is ACNG going to be included in the PC index? Well, I can't speculate on that. But in terms of requirements, it's possible. It's definitely possible. So I can't, ano lang, I can't say lang with certainty, but it's definitely possible. The market cap, pasado siya don, Value traded, it's also there. And public float, yes. After the FPO, public float will be met. Na. So it is possible. But probably we should wait uh, for that one. But, um, I can't see with uncertainty, but definitely it's possible. Okay. AP stocks have been declining for the last five years despite analysts' good fundamental reviews citing strong financials. That's also correct. Why is the price still at these levels? The power companies have have had several company-specific headwinds. So, number one, there mm-hmm. power plant issues. Almost each year, there power plant issues. And then there are also competition, right? But many shifts in renewables and other companies was also shift to renewables. So this competition and then lower selling prices of power, um, lower selling prices also limited their uh, profit margin. So those were the factors in the past uh, years, right? But right now, kasi parang it's they already like faced one of the worst situations in their company history. So definitely, there's upside moving forward, right? Because before. When the company or the when the country was um, near its peak, right, prior to the pandemic, prior to the trade war, people were looking for further catalysts, further upside, and where will they get that? So any issues were sold down because expectations were easily not met. Right now, expectations can be uh, relatively easier to be easier to meet, mainly because puro bottom galing and puro hardships. So we, that's the, this is the time we see value talaga in several companies, and we're sticking with the ones that are that have faced several crises and survived, and and also maintain their margin. And all, most of those are in the index. And then AP, uh, despite the issues, they've been dividends. So there. Okay, good question. So long question. So hold on. With the many. Indicator announced, indicator announced in June, are you seeing continued bull run or will it dampen the recent bull run? If it dampens, will it just be sideways or are you seeing another bearish market? What's your PSI range? Right? If we're talking about, actually, if we're just talking about the financial crisis, I can easily give you a, a forecast. Right? But this is a health crisis. We're, we're not out of the woods yet. But we're seeing improvement. That's why I keep on saying in the, in the wrap-up, it's hinge, talaga. It's hinged on the response. The vaccine is ready there, although relatively uh, smaller pa yung na vaccine, but we're getting there. Nearly 4% na yata yung vaccinated, and then nearly 1% na fully vaccinated. But at the end of the day, that's where, that's where the uh, investor confidence will come from. That's where foreign investor confidence will come from. So another is uh, easing restrictions, right? But if easing restrictions only result to higher cases, then babalik will initial problem not in the higher cases so my answer there is it will depend on the health issues if we were to see if we will uh, see continued bull run or not but definitely in terms of recent developments the status quo okay tayo so far so assuming here's how i can answer your question assuming it's status quo time moving forward definitely the market has um, a way to go so but definitely may cheap telegram market's just a matter of Entry levels atang pilgusapan natin, right? Because if if I'm a global investor, kase, there are several opportunities in the world, right? For example, if this certain region is struggling, I can invest more in other region, right? And if I'm already seeing signs of improvement, I can shift my funds to another region, right? That's why we were not seeing foreign in the past months, right? But right now, the Metro Manila mirrors are seeing. Lower restrictions, diba? So we might see point come back in because we don't have that much flexibility for us to shift in other countries. Of course, you, in madelyne, invest in U.S. for example. But for example, invest in Europe, other Africa, etc. Since we don't have that flexibility, you might as well take advantage of the cheap price in our local market. So yeah, there. Foods balancing. Yeah, there is also footwear balancing. Although the effect to the, the effect that to the market is significantly less compared to MSCI. In terms of value traded, makakita ka ulit ng mga 20, 15 billion in a day because of that rebalancing. But in terms of movement, like 5% in a day, uh, FTSE rebalancing usually does not cause that big of a swing. Only in value traded. So there. Insights on telco, yeah, so for Converge, definitely, definitely it's a it's a growth company despite it being a hundred billion company, despite it um, already rallying significantly since its IPO, right? It's still a growth company, it still has uh, several projects and several uh, un- untapped markets to to enter. So, for PLDT, I, I think it's definitely their growth right now because it's mostly on the home home broadband, right? sila right. leader. That's why it's taking advantage of that, especially right now. They work from home, study from home, right? Marami pang homes dyan na untapped. So take advantage of that. So Converged also is also uh, a uh, good picks, But uh, again, that's as mentioned. Uh, in terms of outperformance in the next one to two years, you, can, you might want to go for the reopening pace. dami pang mura dyan and pagano market. Yeah, so yeah, I'm still waiting on the, how about the stocks in the stock screen. If you could further elaborate your question. Oh, okay. How do we choose between stock screen and stock? and topic? That's a good question because in the stock screen, if you listen, for example, to our best, that, that's our basic seminar, our stock screen are actually not necessarily you buy everything in the stock screen. You can actually use the stock screen lang as an option. For example, if you want a dividend yielding company, you could pick one or two in the in the yield seeker if you want to find a company who is trading at a relatively cheap valuation and yet high yung, yung growth niya, you could pick value pay, right? Or yung know, other uh, screener namin, if you want to buy a company which is relatively expensive and yet growth, high growth siya, you could pick riding the momentum, but we're not recommending you to buy all of those. You could buy one or two. It's just a screener that can help you pick a stock or two, right. So there. Yes, AC Energy, AC Energy definitely growth prospect is there for AC Energy. Um, the main catalyst right now is the infusion of its international assets sometime this year, I think third quarter. Once it infuses its international assets, that's an additional 1,400 megawatts. And right now they already have uh, local local plants of around one, more than 1,000 megawatts, right. But... Based from further research, it's stating a uh, relatively expensive already. So in terms of upside, in the near term, probably CAPTCHA. De- but definitely any pullbacks from here are an opportunity to buy given its growth prospects. Not only here in the Philippines, but in other countries. Because yung mga power plants or mga assets niya are not only in the Philippines, but are also in Australia, India, Indonesia, Vietnam. I don't usually answer like the things but yeah, I can help you. Can you discuss FMETF? So FMETF is actually an exchange-traded fund. It acts like a stock. It tracks the PSEI, right? So basically, when yung usual percentage uh, change the PSEI, Yun yung percentage change ni FMETF. So if you want to buy the index, but you don't want to buy shares of each index name, so you can buy FMETF instead. So that's the benefit of it. And compared to mutual fund, the main the main marketing there is the FM ETF is cheaper compared to buying mutual fund because FM ETF does not have management fee, only commission. And commission is lower compared to management fee. So okay, so last question. It's is a good question. How would the market react to decreasing COVID nineteen cases in NCR and rising cases in other regions amid growing vaccination? Does the cases in other regions are concern since NCR is the economic powerhouse of pH? It depends man naman uh, sympathetic yung yung market course sympathize with the rising cases outside Manila but the market it takes into account the the numbers right so for example if NCR where most of the economic activities are bumaba yung cases tumataas yung vaccine uh, rollout definitely you can see the market have upward pressure but it depends now outside outside NCR di, not necessarily man di pa, in the market it depends but for example, where the economic hubs are, economic cities are, economic activity, for example, Cebu, Davao, Calabar zone are also heavy in terms of economic activity. If you saw significant cases there, significant quarantine measures moving forward, it could also affect the market. Because listed companies also have businesses there, and they're well positioned there. So it depends on which region. Nevertheless, we don't want to see rising cases and further lockdowns anymore. So that would affect the market in a way so there i hope i answered your question so thank you thank you everyone so thank you for uh, everyone who tuned in for those who all like to listen this um wrap up you could listen to the podcast we'll upload this also there so we'd like to promote our podcast so we we just published or yeah we just posted in spotify our recent podcast we we guested um see Miguel Coneta we talked about the pros and cons of blockchain keep in mind that our podcast uh, was uh, ranked as the top business podcast by Spotify last August and then at one point we were the number 21 uh, trending podcast in the country so yeah so just tune in there also you can also listen you can just listen to each of the topics that we posted there um it's not that you could listen to it. We talked about SROs, we talked about the water companies, abs and the like last year. So just listen in and at your free time, you will learn a lot. Lastly, if you want to uh, attend our gift seminar, we have a gift seminar in June. So just register at this link. It's also posted on Facebook. So so thank you and see you again next month. And as always, the first Metro security is hashtag your future first. So thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to First Metro Securities' Philippine Stock Market Weekly podcast. Don't forget to follow us to get first dibs on our new episodes. For more up-to-date market news and info, exclusive content, and the opportunity to connect with your fellow Filipino investors and traders, join Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/FirstMetroSec and be part of the First MetroSec family.